You're listening to the Namaste Babe podcast, a high vibe hangout for the spiritually woke woman ready to make quantum leaps in her life, business, and bank account. I'm your host, Kiki Yura, and I refuse to play by the rules. I'm an X9 to Fiber turned spiritual life and business coach, master NLP practitioner, and founder of the Namaste Babe brand. I'm here to lead you into your divinity so you can manifest a life and business you are wildly obsessed with. Each week, you can expect episodes from myself and guest experts who are leaders in their field. The episodes are dedicated to your expansion on all things mindset, money, and manifestation. It is my intention that these episodes help you raise your vibration, tune into your truth, and step into a life you fucking love. Are you ready? Let's slay. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. Today, you are in for a treat because I have fellow coach, fellow master NLP practitioner, and most importantly, my friend Lily Nicole here with us today. Welcome, Chica. Thank you. Oh my gosh, what a nice, sweet introduction. I'm so excited to be here. I'm so excited to have you. So guys, if this is your first time meeting Lily, uh, she is a coach who helps women manifest their highest potential through inner child healing and subconscious reprogramming. Uh, She infuses energy work, mindset coaching, spirituality, and strategy, and she guides women towards a love for themselves that affects all areas of their lives, which results in manifesting dream experiences, money, soul sisters, and businesses. I love that. So thank you. So today we are going to be talking all about inner child work. And I am so excited because this is something that I have been curious about for a while. And I know when you and I were in LA, I was going through, you know, a bit of a rough patch in my life and business. And you were kind of the one, you and Aaron were the ones who suggested that I do inner child you guys were both like, you girl, you need some inner child work. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, you know, since then I've kind of like watched a couple videos. I've connected with some people who, uh, you, you gave me, what is her name? It's fleeting me. Nicole Amatura, was it? Yes, Nicole. So her and I, yes, (laughs) she's incredible. Um, So I've I've gotten a bit of a better understanding, but today, like, I want the goods and I want everyone to know why this is so powerful. And this is what I love about having a podcast is I'm like, I want to learn about this. So I'm going to have so-and-so. It's like, free, free coaching almost. I love it. It really is. It is. And then you get to share it with everyone, right? And then I I get to share it with everyone. And I love that, you know, you have such a beautiful energy. We have known each other for, um, quite some time now. So I'm just so excited to have you. Hey, well, thank you. I'm so happy to be here. Yay. Um, So, so Sorry. Um, I was just going to say, before we dive in, I would love for you to kind of give an explanation of like who you are. Um, You have done some really incredible pivoting since we first met. And I would love for you to tell everyone like a little bit about your journey and 
not only what's led you to this like inner child work, but also into a six figure business. Yeah. Uh, thank you. Okay. So good question. What has led me here? Right. And I feel like that's like the, just such a big concept to think about in general. And it also nicely ties into inner child work, right? Because when you ask a question like that, it's like you could start as far back as you want because all of our life experiences really lead you to where you are. It's just like this culmination of everything that you've been through, right? A hundred percent. But for me, I I promise I won't start like with the day I was born. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So since you and I met when actually, so when we went to our, for our NLP practitioner training, back in last May. Yeah, so like almost like a, year a year ago. Well, um, I, at that point, last May was my first $10,000 month in my business, actually. So mm-hmm. things had actually, was, was when things really had started to grow. I had just moved out of, actually May was the month that I decided to stop beach body coaching as well. Yes. I had been doing beach body coaching and my own business coaching, um, mindset coaching, um, for about like eight months at that time. And then I was like, I had to, you know, release that and Mm -hmm. move through. And in my business, I mean, things have just kind of flowed from there. And the more that I like learned about new things, I feel like, you know, when you're new in business and everything you learn, you're like, oh my gosh, I have to teach this to people right away. Like I need to pass this on. So I feel like my business was changing and shifting and growing as I was, right? So when I came into spirituality, I started doing a lot of spiritual coaching. And then um, I, I brought it back to body when I started focusing on my body again. And now I'm in this place where I know, I mean... That's why you and I had this conversation where I struggled with what to call myself. Like, I'm <laughs> yeah. like, oh, like that's just period, right? And yeah. I know you have this struggle um, because I help people through so many different things, right? There is body image stuff, and that comes up so much in you know my life. I know a huge lesson in my life, and it goes back to my inner child, was dealing with body image, body confidence, all of those things on relationships and love. Like it all ties in together, money, business, um, you know, being visible, allowing yourself to be seen. And so knowing that I wanted to help people with all of these things and that I really had the ability to, because it doesn't always matter like what the specific problem or issue is, it's how we go and dig inside in order to start the healing process around it. Right. And inner child work is just, it's like my favorite thing. I feel like if I had to call myself anything, it would be an inner child coach because it always comes back to that. Right. It's like, I'll, I'll be having conversations with clients or, you know, people on a podcast and it's just like, okay, well, when did you feel this before? Like, when did this begin? Mm. And you know, for me with inner child, once we started learning about NLP and now, you know, we're master practitioners of NLP and we know a lot about the subconscious mind and already having known a lot about inner child and working with your inner child, I was like, wow, like inner child work is really just a way of personifying your subconscious mind, therefore making it a lot easier to work with. I I love that. Yeah. I feel like thinking about it like that take some of the like, oh, this is weird out of it. Because to me, I still feel like I am traveling through time, right? I'm very woo-woo. I believe that time isn't linear. We can kind of reach into the past. I have a story that I can share on that. Yes, please. (laughs) Um, 
But also there are people who are like, they can't get their minds wrapped around that when really all you're doing is just turning a piece of your mind that you can't really understand how it works or what it looks like into something human in human form that you can feel a love for. Right. And that's how we can apply that love. That's super powerful too, because I actually never really thought about the connection between the inner child and how NLP relates into that. But as I'm sitting here listening to you speak, I'm like, this is the same thing. Like it's, it's, you know, the two tie in so beautifully together. Okay. But I want to hear your story. After finish, but then I want to hear your story. (laughs) No, I mean, I was just going to say with like NLP and the subconscious mind, it's like, um, you know, we talk about limiting beliefs and I'm sure the people listening to your podcast, you know what a limiting belief is, right? Everyone, you come into personal development. That's really the first thing that you start focusing on. Okay. What are my blocks that are keeping me stuck? So in NLP, what we learn is that it's not actually the limiting belief that we need to work on. It's the limiting decision, which means we know like it, goes back to at one point in time, we made a decision to believe that belief. And even when you're working on limiting beliefs, we know this, right? We're like, okay, I have a money block. Why was that? Oh, because when I was seven, my dad said, you know, Lily, we can't go on vacation because we don't have as much money as the people who live in this town, right? Right then and there, you make a decision. We don't have as much money as Mm -hmm. other people to believe that belief. So few things there, right? It's like, there's the subconscious mind thing. There's NLP tying in inner child without even really knowing it. And, you know, we're a walking subconscious mind up until the age of seven. So of course the subconscious mind and the inner child are like, they go hand in hand. They're the same same. Thing. Yeah. That's beautiful. Um, okay. But the story, so I actually, I shared this in my Instagram story yesterday and I got such a huge response from it. Like everyone was responding like, Whoa, this is crazy. This is so cool. So beautiful. Even my mom like wrote me a little thing. Uh, in response. Um, Oh, Mama but, Howard. I know. Little sweetie. So um, but so we, let's see. I was brushing my teeth, washing my face in the morning um, just a few days ago. And I was using a new toner that it's a brand that I used to use. I haven't used it in a few years. The last time I used it was when I lived in the basement apartment at my parents' house. And I was like going through a breakup. I had just been cheated on. He used to live with me in that apartment. It was like a really messy time in my life. So as soon as I smelled the scent of that, I was brought back to that version of me, you know? And I was like, oh my gosh, I love her so much. Like, I'm so proud of her. My mind just like naturally goes to those places now, always working with the past versions of me. And so in that moment, I just like couldn't help it. I like put my hand on my heart. I closed my eyes. I'm like in the bathroom mirror and I'm like, I love you. Like, I'm so proud of you. You're so strong. Cause I was just thinking like, wow, she was really strong because she was hurting so much. And she still was able to like move through and, you know, look where I am now. Right. This is where she ended up. And I'm just like, damn, I'm so proud of you. Um, and in that moment I had all, all of a sudden it was like a light turned on and clicked in my head because all of these memories flooded back to me from as early as like elementary school. I can remember this waking up in the morning, going downstairs to brush my teeth. You know, it's like the first thing you do. And while I'd be brushing my teeth, I would just hear, I love you in my head, like over and over. Stop. I just got... (laughs) So... Not even the cool part. Uh, It like has still continued. Like occasionally I still hear it now. Um, And when I was in high school, so by the time I was really old enough to kind of... um, 
like start to question, like, this is a little bit weird, right? I just rationalized it as, okay, well, it's probably leftover dreams. I don't even know what that means, but that's just like <laughs> the best way to describe it, right? Like, like I just woke up. Maybe it's like dreams still happening in my head that I'm not consciously aware of. Those sounds are just coming through. Always dreaming about people being in love with me. I don't know, right? Just kind of like <laughs> marked it down as that and left it alone. But now as I was standing in the mirror, sending love to a past version of me, I was like, oh my gosh, I have been doing all of this inner child work and people who work with me know that I am very particular and specific when we do inner child work. And I don't say you are loved. I make sure I like speak to that version of me as in like, I love you because I want them to feel less alone. I want them to feel supported. So I'm like, when we're waking up first thing in the morning, we're kind of in that meditative state while we're brushing our teeth because it's Mm -hmm. something that we do all the time. I'm like, that was when the message was clearest and most able to come through. So how freaking cool that my entire life I've been supported, right? This is me talking about being able to kind of reach through time and time isn't linear. It only is in order for us to get from point A to B. But when we go back and shift something, you know, so when we're doing inner child work, we are working with our subconscious mind and we're shifting our beliefs for going forward. But it's also been like a support system all the way through just this message, like carrying us forward, knowing that there was like, you know, I just imagine like a bubble of love surrounding my little girl and that was protecting me, which allowed me to get here, even through all of the bumps and bruises. Like I made it through all of that. And now I'm like, damn, it's probably because I was reaching back and like loving on me. Oh my God. Absolutely. And this is the idea that, you know, you were saying time isn't linear, but also that if you want to go into the quantum of it, we do, we, we do. It is us existing, like the past version of you, that seven-year-old version of you exists now in a different reality. And the 91-year-old version of you exists now in a different plane of reality. So all of these versions of you, the past second of you, the past five seconds of you, like the future three seconds of you, they're all now. And so it's so hard for someone to wrap their mind around if they haven't really gone through this, but like literally you said that and I got chills all over my body because I know the power of this, right? It's like this idea, um, who, maybe this was said in master crack of this idea that your desires exist now, like the version of you who has what they want now exists. It's just that you're living on like the third floor of a condo building and the version of you that exists is on the 17th floor and you just haven't figured out how to get up to that level. And so I think it's really, really powerful because you're there, like that version of you is there. It's just not, um, it, you haven't connected those dots yet. Right. Yeah. And I feel like it's, it's comforting also for now. So like knowing that we've carried ourselves all the way through life like this, it's like, Hey, there's a future us, right? Like you said, there's a 91 year old version of us or whatever. There's me five years from now that I imagine her like reaching back to me and being like, come on, let's go. Right. And so then when things are hard, it's sometimes a little bit simpler to think about, okay, she's cheering me on. She is where she wants to be. And she needs me to make a decision that's going to get me there rather than make this take longer. Um, oh, that's so that's totally, too. 
I love that you said that because I was literally sitting here thinking, you know, it's the it's in the minute minute to minute, second to second decisions that we make that shapes that version of us that's either going to get to where we want to go in the amount of quote unquote time that we expect Mm -hmm. to get there, or Mm -hmm. that's going to take us longer to we've got to reroute a couple times. So and I always tell my clients, I'm like, you're never saying no. You're always saying yes. You're just saying yes to something that's either going to get you to where you want to be or saying yes to something that's going to take you a little bit longer. And so mm-hmm. on the days that I decide that I want a day off on in the middle of the week and want to just lay in bed and watch Netflix, then that's me saying yes to that. But it's also me saying yes to rerouting and taking a little bit longer to get to where I want to go. And just Yeah, I like that, that though. Yeah, I like that a lot because then it takes, um, cause something I was thinking of and something I always tell my clients is like, you have to give yourself grace too, right? Because mm-hmm. like, yes, there's a version of you in the future. Who's like, come on, please just get it together and like do this thing. But like at the same time, we're still human and we're allowed to take, you know, whatever time we need. And it really is all in perfect timing, oh, right? Absolutely. Like when you are in alignment and ready to go and run, like you're going to do it. So I like how you said, it. it's like, you're always saying yes. So what are you okay with saying yes to? That's and that was the nice. thing, the most perfect example that I can think of recently, I think I told you this was when I was on my travels, like I was traveling and I think I recorded this in a past podcast episode, but I was feeling a lot of guilt for not launching anything or not doing anything. And then I had to remember to give myself grace because I had worked so hard to get to where I was in that moment. And I wasn't allowing myself to enjoy it because I was clouding it with all of this guilt of I should be doing and I should, you know, be, but I I had enough to support me during that time. And I was like, fuck, just let it be fun and easy. Like I had to take that step back. And so that's where it's like, yeah, I was saying yes to myself, just enjoying that time. And it was clearly what I needed because now April has been one of like the best months in my business since I think ever, like, I think this is going to be my most successful month in business. So it's been, it's been phenomenal to see that shift and what has happened when I allowed myself that space to just fully enjoy. And it's like, okay, now I'm in work mode again. Right. Yeah. It's like, you have to let yourself go through the phases of it. Right. Mm -hmm. I like that. Absolutely. So exciting. I'm I'm super stoked. So let's go back to this idea of inner child work. (laughs) So what exactly, like, I mean, you've described it a little bit, but if you were to be, you know, pitching to uh, your audience, what exactly it is, like, how exactly do you define it? Yeah. So it really is, I just think of it as connecting with past versions of yourself, right? So there's all of these versions within you that live inside of you and we're finding ways to, you know, kind of like be a friend with it, right? Mm. It's the way like I was kind of describing in, um, at the start about how it's like the limiting decisions and the limiting beliefs, right? And when we're in NLP and we're working with limiting decisions, we go back and we apply a lesson, Mm-hmm. to our, our past selves that needed to learn that lesson. And a lot of what we're doing in inner child work is just applying lessons, applying love, because now we do have that adult logic where we can see like, oh my gosh, like 
poor little girl had this experience where, you know, I'm just going to use these broad examples, but it's like, saw your parents fighting all the time and then making up and getting back together and being like, well, love hurts. So now Mm. that's what's normal, right? Or when she experiences a relationship and someone's repeatedly hurting her, she says, you know, well, I mean, he loves me because that's what love is. Mm -hmm. And so while we can logically and consciously see like, hey, this is kind of a problem. Um, There's still that piece of our subconscious mind and that little girl in us who believes that it's part of like our, just like our, how we've learned to navigate the world. Because when we are children, everything, like we said, right, we're a sponge, we're a walking subconscious mind. And that's because think about it, when we come out, we're born as an infant, we have no friggin' idea how to move through life at all, right? So in order to survive, we have to build our reality. We pick up clues and we pick up proof of how the world works. We make decisions to believe something so that we can continue, you know, moving on with our life. It's like, um, we know that what's the number. It's like 99.999% yeah, yeah, yeah. a huge, something with a six and 99, but, um, a huge percentage of our thoughts and of our actions and of everything is um, controlled by our subconscious mind. And there's like the tiniest little percentage that we do consciously. So when we're growing up, what we're doing is we're picking up these things, we're making a decision and our subconscious mind is storing that information so that then we can more easily navigate through life, not having to think about things so that our conscious mind can have enough space freed up to do other things. So we find proof. We say, this is the proof I need. We store it in there. And then subconsciously we can just like run with that truth. But this is the reason that there are, everyone has a different reality because there is, I mean, there may not be any ultimate truth, right? But a good question to ask yourself when you find yourself coming up on like a limiting belief or something, it's like, is this the ultimate truth? You know, does Kiki believe this? Does my best friend believe this? Does, you know, Bill Gates believe this? I don't know. Right. And that came to mind. But it's, you know, that's why we all end up with different realities because we all had different experiences in childhood growing up. So when we can go back and first of all, you know, send that love, apply those lessons, but also acknowledge what we went through because very often there's like this little version of you inside that's just trying to get your attention um, through your emotions. And we Mm. hear, um, you know, emotions are signals. They're just signals. And that's what it is. It's like, if you can think about it as the seven-year-old version of you being like, please listen to me. And you know, when a little kid, like I just imagine a little kid Yes, poking at the mom. mom <laughs> He's doing mom, the mom. <laughs> like mom's on the phone, right? Yes. And the kid's like, mom, just like this little that was nudge. <laughs> yeah. And then the mom's ignoring, mom's ignoring. And then it's like, mom, and you're they're smacking you and yeah. like all, and you're like, what? Right. <laughs> as soon as you turn around and you acknowledge, there's this sense of calm that comes over the kid. So that's what's happening inside mm. of us. That's how I envision like anxiety, all of these, like, like all the stressors that come up and build over time. Because what we try to do is we try to shove it away. We try to push it down. We try to ignore it. We try to like hashtag positive vibes only all <laughs> over it instead of like... <laughs> Instead of actually looking at it and seeing what it's trying to tell us. But when we look at it, we have the space to then work with it and heal through it. I always say like a doctor cannot stitch up your wound with a blindfold on. Like we have to look at what's going on in order to heal it. And sometimes inner child work is painful and scary, especially Mm -hmm. if you had, 
you know, a difficult childhood Mm -hmm. and a painful childhood. Um, But all of us have, you know, trauma in some form, even if it's not abuse or molestation or like something that we think about Mm -hmm. um, when it comes to trauma, all of us have things that we have grown through and that have, you know, led us to being where we are. So it's just about taking a look at that, acknowledging that version of you, acknowledging the fact that you went through it. And even if it wasn't the worst thing that ever could have happened to you, it shaped you and it gave you beliefs and maybe it um, took away some of your belief in your worthiness or um, your abilities. And yeah, it's about just acknowledging it and then giving love to yourself for having gone through it. Absolutely. Holy crap. You just touched on like so many powerful things there. And I'm like, where do I even, there's so much that I want to touch on. Like for, for myself, for example, I know that I grew up with a lot of toxic masculinity in my household. And so then that was the thing that I knew. That was what I saw. That's what I believed to be true. And after going through a seven year on again, off again, toxic, just emotionally abusive and manipulative relationship, I was like, oh, I know exactly where I picked that up. Like it's Mm -hmm. just so, but it's, you're in the thick of it when you're in it, right? Like you can't see those things. And it's only when you go through and you do the work and I had never done the work in that, in that realm. And so looking back at that version of myself, I am always the one that I'm like, fuck, I am so proud. Like I really have grown so much and I love how far I've come from that version of me that just does not tolerate any of that anymore, you know? And then the, the thing that you said about a doctor stitching someone up blindly, like that's, man, I, like, I think you saw my head looked like it was about to spin off my shoulders. I just thought that that was so, so powerful. Um, so how exactly did you discover this work and like, what got you intrigued by it? So, um, when I first was introduced to it, to be fully honest, I didn't really get it. I was like, okay, I don't know. It was in a a coaching program that I did and she was talking about it. And I was like, I sort of get it. Like I can, I love my little girl. Like, cool. Um, (laughs) like whatever. And so it was just kind of like a slow introduction to all of it. Right. And what I started doing. So for those of you listening and you want to start to get into this type of healing, my number one suggestion is YouTube. I mean, YouTube guided meditations, like search inner child guided meditation, and you will be crying while you do them. I promise you. So (laughs) I just have memories of like, those were the first few things that I did, right. Doing these guided meditations, they, a lot of them walk you through like meeting your inner child. It's very emotional, kind of seeing her, looking at her. And as that went on, um, I don't know. I started thinking more about why I was the way I was and had the beliefs that I did when it came to my body um, and my health and money and love and men. And while I didn't immediately get answers and I still don't have all of them, um, I was able to, you know, just imagine those different childhood versions of me and put them in front of me, like close my eyes and visualize her standing in front of me and just kind of like, look at her face, take her in. Like, what was she feeling? Right. Mm -hmm. And we know that so much of how we shape our lives and how things manifest is through feelings and how we feel inside of our body. So, um, 
when I started paying attention to that, how she must have been feeling, I was able to go back and be like, oh my gosh, you are so worthy. I love you so much. Like you are beautiful, whatever it was that she needs to hear. And that's one of the main things that I focus on, you know, with clients now too. And we, we can get deep into inner child work. And I think it's easier. I mean, I work with a coach. I have a coach who I do this work with as well, because I, it's, difficult to take a look at all the pieces of you because again, we go through life on such autopilot all the time that even when we are aware enough to stop and question, we will let some things slip. So for example, on my coaching calls with her, I'll be talking about a situation in my life and she's like, okay, remember, since she knows me so well at this point, it's like, remember when you were a kid and um, this happened to you in school? Like, do you see the connection here? And it's like, so you start seeing all of the connections of how you're responding to situations that are the same as how you responded when you were little, because it's like a trauma response, right? We're protecting right. ourselves. That little girl is coming up and she's like, Ooh, don't get into this situation because this is going to hurt. Or, you know, we deserve this because we're, you know, stupid or ugly or whatever. Mm, that was exactly what got me into that relationship. Like that was all of it. It was no one else is going to love me. So I have to hang on to this person who is giving me this love and attention and what I thought was love, but yeah. he, you know, he had his own stuff. So I love that you kind of put that out there is that we, we receive what we believe we deserve. Right. And mm-hmm. it, it comes with a lot of healing, all of those old stories, but something that you said that I really, um, kind of had a question pop up in my mind was you said that you put out all of these old versions of yourself, you know, and you laid them out. I was having a conversation recently with someone who said that they didn't have any memories before the age of like eight or nine. Um, Have you ever worked with anyone that's not able to get in touch with their inner child or something's happened to them so that they um, they kind of block out that version of themselves and isn't able to meet them at that level. Yeah. Um, I think that that is probably fairly common, especially if there's trauma, um, that you're blocking something specific out. Maybe you don't even know what it is. Mm-hmm. And at that point I would, I personally wouldn't force it. Right. Because your mind knows what you're ready to handle. And I think that it will allow the more work that you do, um, the stronger you will get in like the present moment and the more, uh, able you will be to handle any memories that come through when they do. So I would say start with as early as you can remember, right? Mm -hmm. And what does she need to hear right now? Because she is as close to whatever you're blocking out as you can get. So what does she need to hear, right? What is she feeling? And a lot of times, like if you just close your eyes and you put yourself back into that little body and you kind of can imagine like, I don't know, like imagine littler hands and, you know, like (laughs) looking up at things rather than where you look from now and just allow your mind to remind you of what feelings were happening inside of you. Like, what were you Mm. feeling in your chest? What were you feeling in your tummy? Was there nerves? Was there like anxiousness? Was it calm? Was was there, was it fun? You know, it could be good things too, but just allowing yourself to feel into what was being felt with no judgment. And then you can go ahead and like, you know, hug her. I always envision myself hugging my little girl. (laughs) Yeah. Actually I was watching it too. I can't remember what show that was 
I mean, I feel, I, what I want to say is suits. And there's a, an episode where Lewis meets his like high school version of himself and, and mm-hmm. he has to like confront him and I'm like, Oh, this is in your child's work. <laughs> yeah. And something that you said too, is like the youngest version of yourself. And then I feel like when you are able to kind of maybe heal that area, it can possibly unlock, um, deeper versions of yourself or paths farther past versions of yourself, I guess. Cause something, I yeah, something that I found was really cool is that, um, my client that I was working with, she had said, you know, I don't really have any memories past the age of eight or whatever it was. And we did a time technique and we went back to negative emotions around something. And she goes that it was really powerful for me because I was able to go back to the age of two, she goes, I didn't think I was going to be able to, but this is, what's really cool is that your subconscious, whenever it's ready, like you mentioned, it'll, it'll allow you to go to those places and your subconscious carries every single memory that you have ever had. And so that's, what's really powerful is that as long as you just let go of your logical reasoning brain and you surrender to the process of the inner child or the time technique or, you know, whatever NLP, um, in, in my case with my clients that we're working on, it's the, like, it's just this process that will allow you to go where you need to go and heal what needs to be healed, which is so Mm -hmm. beautiful. Uh, so I, one of the things that I had mentioned to you before this was that I would really love, um, for my audience to be able to hear, you know, what this process is of really getting in touch with your inner child and meeting your inner child. Um, so would you be able to bring us through that? Yeah. Yeah. So let's see. Um, there's definitely, we can do, let's do two things. Is that okay? Yeah, of course. And okay. I want to, I want to put it out there that if you are listening to this while driving, put it on pause and don't, no heavy machinery, no, no driving, no nothing like that. Yeah. Do this in a safe space. Yeah. Cause I am going to ask you to close your eyes because that's how this works best. So, um, what we'll do first is really just for those of you who feel like you've never been introduced to your inner child at all. Um, I'm just letting this flow through me because I haven't done, like, I didn't prepare for this. So we'll see how this goes, but, um, just close your eyes. Okay. And start to take some deep breaths, calm yourself and center yourself. And I just want you to ask your unconscious mind, which version of your inner child is ready to meet you right now? And once that answer starts to come through, you're going to notice either just an inner knowing or maybe you visualize the form of that little version of you, whatever age she is, standing in front of you. And I want you to look at her and take her in and Pay attention to to what she looks like. Is she looking at you? Is she shy and looking away, looking down at her feet? Is she really excited to see you or is she nervous to see you? 
And notice how you feel right now too. Are you a little nervous to see her? Are you excited? Are you filled with immense love? Is there some fear there? Just observe these things without applying a meaning to them. And then as you're there with her, I want you to try to look her in the eyes, see if she'll look back at you. She doesn't, it's okay. Just continue to take her in. And just say to her in your mind, whatever you feel she needs to hear right now. What messages do you have to deliver to her? And then just notice how she receives those messages. Notice how she looks, how she seems to feel. And then whatever feels comfortable, you can give her a hug, a high five, a thumbs up. And knowing that you can always come back to her reassuring her that you will be back, saying, I love you, knowing that she's always inside of you, even right now in this moment when you open your eyes and come back. Wow. I love that. That was so, so the, the thing that was kind of apparent for me was it was almost a little superficial, like, cause I actually went from myself looking down at her and then I, I switched. I, it was my little girl looking up at me. And mm. in that moment, it was like, I was always insecure about the way I looked when I was younger. I was, I was never the pretty girl. I was never, um, you know, I was always just very mindful of my image and my outer image. And I always say even now that I was like the ugly duckling that turned, you know, I, I fully own my beauty now, but it's Mm -hmm. funny because that version of myself looked up at me and was like, wow, you're so pretty. Like that was the kind of superficial thing that came through. And there was a lot of stuff that I had to kind of say to her to be like, it's going to get rough but it like all works out. (laughs) Right. Yeah. And it's also like with that kind of stuff, like it may seem superficial, but sometimes that is what a little girl really needs to hear. Like you are beautiful and you know, it is okay. And just because, you know, things turn out okay. Like even in the right now, like you are safe, you are protected, you are loved, like you're beautiful and just letting them know that and reminding them of that because there's still like that peace that lives inside of you. So it's like once that peace can believe, you know, in this example, oh, I am beautiful. I am so pretty, you know, myself right now, not, oh, I grow into someone pretty. Right. I am now. Um, Then that starts to like rewire some of, you know, the ways that we'll navigate through life and judge other people and and things like that too. So, um, so powerful. I love it. I felt like this, just like warmth inside Mm -hmm. after it It just felt cushy. (laughs) 
Rosie, yeah, I think um, sometimes inner child work, like I said, it can be, you know, a little scary and daunting, but other times it gets to be like cozy and fun and just like, oh my gosh. And like, you might cry, like, but it's tears of like happiness, right? And just this connection to this piece of you, because it also brings up reminders of like the innocence that we had and, you know, how full of love we were. Yeah. She um, was really excited. She like, she gave, I gave her a really big hug, but I like, I just felt that energy. It was just so lovely. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Okay. What's um, the other thing you want to do? Yeah. So this is something that I do with clients a lot, like when they are dealing with a negative emotion. So mm-hmm. there's a situation in your life. So that's what I just kind of want everyone to start to think about. Um, what's happening in your life that's making you feel anxious, scared. I mean, a lot of us have things coming up right now. We're in the middle of the pandemic. So just, or anything like in a relationship or in your business, um, whatever's going on, there's like a feeling of anxiety or fear or anger, right? Mm -hmm. Sadness, hurt, shame. And very often what we do is we try to, like I said, push these away, right? We ignore them, we shove them down. But I imagine those like negative emotions getting shoved down in us and then just like festering and molding and becoming worse rather than feeling them and letting them move through us. So what we're going to do now is it sometimes it sounds counterintuitive, but we're going to fully feel that negative emotion. But then we're going to connect with, you know, the inner child version of us that is really feeling that there. So again, just close your eyes and whatever negative emotion that's been coming up in you recently that you've been working to ignore and trying to avoid, I want you to let it come out. And I want you to let that feeling just fill your body. And you may notice that you feel it in your chest or in your stomach or in your head or wherever in your body that it starts to come. Just notice it. And I want you to start to acknowledge to yourself what that feeling feels like. Is it a tightness? Is it swirling? Is it like pangs. And then start to take some deep breaths with it and ask your unconscious mind, look into that space where you feel in your body, ask your unconscious mind, what version of you is inside that emotion right now? What version of you is inside of that emotion right now? And what does she need to hear from you? And just in your mind, imagine yourself telling her all of the words that come through. And if the words aren't coming through or you don't see her, Just trust that your unconscious mind is on it and it is taking care of things. And as you start to send those messages, you'll notice that that feeling in you has subdued a bit. 
And then you can again tell her, I love you. you. Take a deep breath. And when you're ready, open your eyes. Wow. So how was that one? <laughs> that was powerful. I um, felt it really in my throat, like really, because there was a lot of times where I couldn't speak my truth. And then the one time I did, it was just like, so very like, I told, I told that version of myself, cause it's not even like little girl. Well, there's two, two ages that kind of came up for me, but one was when I couldn't speak my truth. And then one was when I did speak my truth. And yeah. I just like, you know, told that version, like how proud I was of her and mm-hmm. how brave she was. Which was that's so beautiful. I know. Mm-hmm. And it is, it's true. I think that we say inner child work, but it really, a lot of it is like just past self work because yeah. truly I mean, in NLP, we know that there may have been like an initial root cause event of our feelings, feeling some way, but we have these significant emotional events as well which are important for us to take a look at and acknowledge. So a lot of times I end up working with like the teenage version of me or like 22 yeah. year old Billy, right. Whose heart was just broken. And, um, I know one time my coach like walked me through an exercise like this. And it was when I was in the midst of, you know, finding out, Oh my gosh, my new boyfriend is the same as the other ones. Like, uh. oh, damn, it happened again. Right? Yeah. <laughs> and, um, she walked me through it, like feeling it fully. And who was the version of me that was actually feeling upset? Because I was like, I weirdly don't feel that upset. I just feel annoyed with myself. So I let that like annoyance and that frustration build. And I'm like, who is it? I'm like, oh, it's the version of me that got cheated on before. Right? <laughs> and he's pissed that this happened yeah. again. So what does she need to hear? Right? She needs to hear we are okay. You are safe. You are loved. You are beautiful. All of these things. X, Y, Z. And then able to move through more, you know, comfortably and confidently handle the situation at hand. So this exercise is really good because it's one that you can walk yourself through all the time. So it's like if you're fighting with your husband or, you know, you have to go have like a serious conversation and you're so nervous to do it, or you have to like take an action of some sort before doing that, like get in touch with that feeling that's building up inside of you so that you don't just explode like a volcano, apply love to the part of you that needs it. And then go move forward because you're just going to have calmed yourself and like heard what you needed to hear in order to handle the situation. Man, that is like, if you guys take away one thing from this interview, that is it. Because so many of us move through life a lot of the times to feeling like victims and maybe not knowing why, or, um, only seeing it from our perspective of like, you're doing this to me. And it's really the most powerful way to have a conversation is by saying, I feel. Because when you say you're doing this or you're not doing this, it's putting it off of you and onto the other person, but then they're going to feel attacked. So that it's really powerful to remember like that I feel when, when this happens, I feel and like calming yourself before that conversation even occurs, which Mm -hmm. is, you know, everything that you just said. So that's, Oh, that's 
powerful shit right there, Lily. <laughs> Thank you. I love that. That's when you asked me, like, can we do like a little exercise? That was the one I thought of. I was like, yeah, we have to do this. So good. <laughs> Amazing. So what I want to kind of just ask you is like going through all of this work, how has this transformed your, not only your life, but your business as well? Yeah. Um, it's actually interesting because the deeper that I get into it, the more I have questioned, like, how am I running my business? Is it the way that I want to? Or, you know, cause a lot of things that I have personally learned about my inner child is, you know, I was always like the biggest girl in the room. So I shrunk my personality down and like hid behind the scenes in order to make up for the physical space mm. that I took up in this world. So I started noticing some connections to my business. I'm like, it's interesting that the girl who used to hide away has now become like, you know, and I'm sure a lot of coaches have some background like this, so you can look into it, everyone listening, but you know, um, cause now we're like the center of attention, right? Like we're all over our Instagrams and we're being seen. And it's not about that being a bad thing. It's just has been for me about looking at it and saying, okay, am I going after these goals? Like six figure year, 10 K months, you know, X, Y, Z, et cetera because I actually want them for a real reason or am I going after them so that I can prove to the world mm. that I am worthy? Am so I allowing them to find my worth in a way um, to prove to other people because I never felt good enough? And it's allowed me to really like step back. And even for the past few months, um, like the whole beginning of 2020, I released my grip on my business and I really like went into a state of surrender and I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know where I'm going to make money from because I'm not launching like a goddamn Anything. thing. I don't know like what's happening. Hi. I'm, like, putting trust. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I'm just putting trust and faith out there that it's all, you know, coming, the answers are coming through and I need to create space for it to come through. And so I did a lot of work with, you know, my inner child around those things. And I realized some things that I want to do differently and how I want my business to look and that it doesn't necessarily you know, have to be how my coaches run their business or the yes. people that I admire run their business. And I don't have to prove my worth by, you know, charging this amount versus this amount and, you know, all of those things. So it's really just helped me in my business, take a look at what I'm doing and why I'm doing it. And then question if that's actually what I desire, because sometimes you might say like, okay, I see why I'm doing this, but it still feels authentic and good. And that's okay. I'm going to continue on. Yeah. But if you're like, now I'm thinking maybe I've only been doing this because I thought I, you know, proved something or because I thought I was supposed to, or it would make me good enough. Yeah. So that's the biggest shift for me. I love that. That's, it's so true. You and I were having this conversation last week when we recorded for your podcast. And one of the things is like, I see so many, and it, I mean, it's great if that's what you're achieving and striving for, but you know, it's, it's like, okay, I've done six figures. Now what? Like now I have to get multiple six figures and then a half million and then a million. And then two, it's like, when does it end? Right. Or, and I mean, that's great if that's what you're wanting to strive for and like, you're doing it because that's your goal, but you don't have to do it because you see X, Y, Z coach doing it. And you don't have to do it because that's what all the Instagram coaches are doing. And I really have always, and we said this on, on your podcast is that I have built my business in a way that feels good and authentic to me. And that's really, I would rather have to take three years to make my first six figures 
than doing it in six months and grinding and not enjoying my life and not enjoying the process and feeling burnt the fuck out afterwards. Like Mm -hmm. six figures is just, who decided six figures? Who decided? Right. And we had this conversation before we pressed record on my, on my episode, but like, I'll share it with, since we're talking money right now, I'll share it with your audience that, you know, I had my first six figure year in 2019 and I was shooting for it since the beginning. I mean, since forever. I had my vision board, like always. Right. I don't know why, just because it sounds great. Right. It sounds fun. And, um, in December, I actually had, because I had posted like how far away I was from $100,000 and it was like $25.05 or something like that. Yes. And I had a friend. I that remember just, that. Yeah. And it was really amazing and synchronistic because she Venmoed me the exact amount that was going to cross me over the line. And she's like, this is because she'd never bought anything. She's like, this is for all the content that you've put on Instagram and all of that. And I was like, holy fuck. Like, so the, I remember I was babysitting, like doing why, I don't know, like why does things happen? Because it was so interesting because I used to make side money babysitting in order to support myself for my coaching business. Didn't really do it very often anymore, but since I was going to be moving to San Diego, I went for one last night to see the kids and all of that. And I get this and I'm like, Ugh. like I almost had this like sick feeling. I cried for a minute and then it was just like, emptiness, right? Yeah. I kid you not, I had a migraine for the next 24 hours. Like I had to lay in bed all the next day. I had this bottle of like Dom that my coach had sent me yes. and I was like, I'm going to pop this when it's like a hundred K and my mom and my sister, like we were all going to do it together. And I'm like, I can't even do it because I'm not going to enjoy it because I have such a headache. And it was just all of this pressure that I had put around this number. And I feel like manifesting. Yeah. But people can hear this story from so many different coaches, right? Like I know I heard it and I was like, well, whatever, when I get to six figures, it's going to feel great. So I don't really care about your story. So it's just (laughs) another story for you to hear. And you're probably going to respond in that way too. But when you cross over the line, people will be like, oh, I get it. And it was just, it's not that I needed time to process, right? It wasn't that I didn't, I wasn't excited about it in the end and I wasn't so proud of it. And like, now I'm like, holy shit, I did that like with a business that I loved. But I think when you are choosing to align yourself to a money and a monetary goal, like really making sure that you're focusing on like, what is making the money, right? Mm -hmm. Like, and what, why that's enjoyable versus, yeah. Versus what the number actually is. Because when it's just the number, there's emptiness on the other side of it. When but it's just you- a number, there's no purpose behind it. There's no, there's not anything like, yeah, okay, it's great if you hit it, but there's nothing driving that. So I have always attached, and I don't really, I'm not going to share this too loud. I don't think my mom listens to my podcast, which <laughs> it's, screw you, mom. But <laughs> she's just not a podcaster, period. It's not like she just doesn't listen to mine. But my <laughs> goal, has always been attached to, um, you know, rewarding and like taking my mom on a trip to Europe. Like that was my big goal of, I don't want to do it just for me. Like, yeah, okay. I'm, I'm going on the trip too. So it's going to be awesome. But like to be able to share that with my mom. And so when I hit that six figure mark, when my business makes six figures in one year, I'm going to celebrate by booking a first class ticket going to three different European cities that she's always wanted to see and like just living the high life of that, mm-hmm. you know, reaping that reward. And that's something that really motivates the crap out of me because 
she, her and I have such a beautiful connection. And like, if you watch my Instagram story, she's on there all the time, but she is just so supportive and like such a big fan of mine. And I know your mom is too. Mm -hmm. So it's just, that's always been the thing that's been motivating and pushing me and driving me is that, you know, I want to do this not only for myself, but for her too, to be like, you know, this it's just to create a beautiful memory and an experience from it. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And it's like when there's goals like that too, I feel like we can always set them where it doesn't have to be okay. Well, when I cross this specific number, threshold, then I'll do this. It's like, okay, well, when I have the money in my bank account to do this specific thing, then I'll do that specific thing. And like that can be the goal versus like the number that you're waiting for, you know? Precisely. Yeah. There's just, it's the idea of like the, what's your why and the why that makes you cry. I mean, you and I both come from network marketing, so we know this (laughs) cheesy shit, but it's true because it really does. If it's just an arbitrary number, like you said, it's going to be empty on the other side of it. Um, so the last kind of question that I have for you, you've, you've explained beautifully, like how the inner child work has, has helped you. Um, what are some of the shifts that you've seen with your clients? Mm, Yeah, it's so good. And it's so interesting because (laughs) so often on like my one-on-one calls, especially it's like people are crying, you know, and it doesn't feel like we get off and it's like, I'm like, sorry, have a good day. (laughs) Bye. (laughs) And, um, a lot of times, you know, it just takes a minute to let that process. And then it's like, Oh my gosh, like I had so many more realizations beyond that. So once these things sink in, what I'm noticing with my clients is first, there's a resistance to going there. Right. And there's a resistance to opening up to themselves and then, you know, sharing it with another person. Um, But once that we start to get over those humps, it's like, oh my gosh, the world that has opened up. And um, most of my, you know, one-on-one clients have always been building businesses at the same time. And once we start tapping into this, it's like their businesses definitely expand because they're putting themselves out there in different ways. They're allowing themselves to receive in different ways. Um, And even beyond that, I work with women like that aren't, don't have specific business goals and just that connection and that love that they have for themselves after that. And like the way that it allows them to shift their perspective about other people, about themselves, because when we can understand ourselves at that deep of a level, we can see what's going on inside of other people as well, which is really such, you know, a gift to not have to get super angry, you know, and be more understanding when it comes to other people's shit, you know? Yes. Uh, compassion is such a beautiful thing and empathy. It has nothing because you realize that it's when you're in that original state, it's this person is doing this to me. Whereas like when you detach from that and not make it mean anything about you, it's this person is dealing with their own shit. (laughs) And actually one thing though, that I do want to touch on really quick with that is when you start to be able to see other people's like inner child and you're like, Oh, I understand why they did this. Then we tend to like, it's good to forgive, but we tend to do like the forgive and move on thing where we like allow that person to continue to stay in our life. Cause we're like, well, I see why he did it. I get it. You know, of course he did, but we still have to come first and foremost, right? Mm-hmm. We still have to think of our little inner child who is being hurt by their actions. So just because we can send love and empathy and compassion doesn't mean that we have to continue to put up with it just because we understand it, which is what a lot mm-hmm. of people in this, you know, in this type of work end up doing. So. so good. So, so good. Okay. <laughs> yes. Mic drop. I feel like that is a very good place to close things out. 
So I know that people are going to want to connect with you and to learn more about all of this. So where can the people find you? So I have a podcast. It's called the bold bodied podcast. You can listen to it anywhere. Um, on Instagram, I am at Lily Nicole coaching and Facebook. I have a Facebook group. It's called hashtag no filter with Lily Nicole. So you can yes. Such a good group. I love it. Ah, girl, thank you so much. I always love spending time in your energy. It's This has been such a beautiful and powerful conversation. I know that everyone is going to love it. So guys, if you are listening, if you are loving this episode, be sure to screenshot it and tag both Lily and I in your stories so we can reshare it. All right. That is it for us. Thank you for being here, my dear. And we will see you guys in the next episode. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. If you loved what you heard, please spread all those good vibes by leaving a five-star review, as well as screenshotting this episode and tagging at Namaste Babe over in your stories on Instagram. With love and light, the fiercest fuck goddess in me recognizes and honors the fiercest fuck goddess in you. And until next time, Namaste.